Welcome to the Thundercast featuring Chevy, Anthony, and Seth. We are your source for Thunderbird Athletics. The show begins in three, two, one. Your sports guys talking a whole bunch of sports. My name is Seth Whitehouse alongside Anthony Colasuno and Chevy Blackburn. Boys, interesting weekend. Kind of tough. How, how are we feeling? Um, and we'll get into it, but uh, first, first immediate thoughts. Yeah, it was a tough weekend, but honestly, I think they play like our teams in general played pretty well. Could have been a little bit better, like full game wise for all sports basically, except for gym. Yeah, exactly. And I guess that's the best way to get started with this. Both our SU basketball teams had two matchups this last week on on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the one we should just get started with is women's basketball. Uh, the women took on the UTRGV Vaqueros on Saturday, this last Saturday, and absolutely just wrecked. Oh yeah, eighty-four to fifty-five victory down in Edinburgh, Texas. A little tough start. I think we were up by nine points mm-hmm. going into halftime. Um. We were about to crucify Anthony because he said we always start really, really slow, but then we end up winning. Yeah, and that, that that's the biggest jinx of all time. Seven to two run between the second and twenty nine to two. So so me and Chevy are texting Anthony like you just messed this up. We're gonna lose, yeah. and then bam, your Thunderbirds go out on a twenty nine to two run with the, at the. It was from like then the, Seth kept texting me saying it. End they need to go another one or like whatever. End, yeah. end of the second quarter into the into the third into the third quarter they went on twenty nine to two run absolutely just obliterated. Megan Jensen had so many looks down low like absolutely just doing whatever she wanted to going to the rim with her presence. Um, Lizzie Williamson had solid game. Tamika Whitman mm-hmm. back in that lineup um, really solid and yeah as you said. They kind of slowed down a little bit in the fourth quarter. So me and Chevy were like, you got to say it again. <laughs> yeah. You say it one more time. Yeah. Keep going. Like, we are they're up by like 20. I'm like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Keep doesn't saying matter. it. Go, go. Um, <laughs> but a pretty uh, solid and satisfying win there for him. Looked really, really dominant. And then we'll get into the scheduling because it pooched us a little bit, I think. Um, Mother nature. Four games in seven days. Four games in seven Two days. Two games are done. Then... Your women's basketball team went to UT Arlington for their second trip in Texas to take on the Mavericks and ended up losing their first game in conference play. Uh, That historic nine-game win streak kind of came to an end and in the most heartbreaking fashion. Uh, We're in it the entire game. We're two or three points down or two or three points up. It was back and forth most of the game. Back and forth. Sharita hits a free throw. I believe she missed her second missed free throw. Second one, yeah. Um, and then the Mavericks go on down. They try to get a shot, doesn't go up. Star Jacobs puts up another shot, doesn't go up, gets the rebound, and beats the buzzer. It's the worst possible way to to break this mm-hmm. losing this winning streak. But at the same time, I think we're still in a really really good position. Um, and. Me and you were kind of talking about it a little earlier, Anthony. Like, there's so much hype and so much yeah. pressure that comes with this undefeated record. And obviously, everybody wants that undefeated record to continue and everything. 
But if you're Coach Sanders and everybody, like, it's got to feel like somewhat of a way off. It's somewhat of a way, like a, I don't know the best Less way pressure. to best way to describe it. Less pressure because it. And here's the thing to equate to this: like, you still you didn't get blown out. Blown out. Yeah. You didn't get dominated. One thing didn't go your way. That's how basketball kind of goes sometimes. And does it does it feel like that, Anthony? Like it's almost somewhat of a yeah. You know, you know, sometimes basketball just doesn't go your way, and you know, you know, teams get uh, you know, opposing teams get lucky bounces on shots or just box out better. It's just it's the way basketball rolls. But also, you know, I you know I do the coach show with uh, Tracy Sanders and. Plug. Yeah, a little plug, but I got to mention this. It's on YouTube, so I can mention it. But, um, you know, Coach Sanders was speaking on the issue of the travel restrictions but with the ice storms in Texas and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. their flight out of Edinburgh got canceled to to Arlington. So they had to get a charter bus at the last second, drive seven-plus hours to Arlington, and their coaches had to go, like, last minute to Walmart and buy, like, all the blankets and pillows so the girls could sleep on the bus. Just... <laughs> You know, this whole entire beginning of February have been has been a like nightmare travel situation for the women's team. Like, absolutely mean, like, a even nightmare. The men's, like December, late December, they got dang near stuck in Colorado. Yeah, but but here's the thing, and I guess I guess I'll open this up. The whack has to be better. Like I understand, you have to keep on schedule with everything, and you but make sure the weather passes through. Make sure the weather passes through. Yeah. Make sure teams are actually able to travel, travel, and get all the things that they need. Like, Maybe don't freaking put two games that close to each other. Well, especially now since like right, we talked about this earlier. We played Saturday, we played Monday, we're gonna play Thursday, and we're gonna play Saturday. That's you know how exhausted they're gonna days. be after, and like you were. They were traveling back from the game yesterday, and they were in class today. They have practice today, tomorrow, game. like. And then Friday, they travel up to UVU. Yeah, another and then travel game. Probably have a night shoot-around. And then Saturday afternoon, they have the UVU game, and they'll probably be traveling back home that night. It's just – it's insane. It it's, really is. It's absolutely – That's like NBA-caliber road trip. Uh, yeah, exactly. NBA caliber road trip, and I don't like it at all. And it's it's a tough way for our uh, girls to drop that record. But at the same time, we still got girls doing very very well right now. Um, as we said, we had Sharita, I believe, score twenty points in that UT Arlington game. Megan Jensen had twenty one in UTRGV, and Tamika Whitman is back and. Mm-hmm as good as she's ever been um, right now. Tough way to go, and they're going to try to rebound um, Try and rebound on this Thursday. They'll be back here yes. in the America First Event Center. Retro night. Retro night, the yes, sick little jerseys. The New jerseys f- for Flint, both teams. We looking like Flint Tropics out here. It's It looks really, really sick. Um if you haven't seen that, go follow all the SU basketball social medias. That does look sick. I, we have an exclusive picture of them right now. That looks really, really cool. Go follow all those to get a look at them and come out and support them on Thursday. There'll be a rematch against the New Mexico State Aggies, which I believe they barely 
I think they got their first win. Yes. Yeah. Week, right. No, they snuck. They snuck one out on New Year's Eve down in Las Cruces, sixty-one to fifty-eight. Yes, they did. Um, I'm not sure. Do you guys have where New Mexico is at in the standings at the moment? Oh, we can um, look. Let's go and look that up real quick because it has changed quite a bit. I, I mean, so let's just. Are we talking about men's or women's right now? Women's still. Women's. Talking about women's. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. New Mexico State's also one of those teams that they the record just dece- deceives them. They're a yeah. really good team. They just have lost a lot of close games this year. Well, and I believe if I remember correctly. So they are New Mexico State is twelve and eleven overall and seven and four in conference. So they're not they're not they're doing bad. pretty solid. Yeah, they're seventh in the resume season standings. So that would that would put them in one of those playing games against another yeah, ten seed. Yeah, because it's like the top twelve teams, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. top twelve and also, I saw this morning on the WAC Instagram, the women's have clinched a spot in the WAC tournament. Yes. So they're officially going. No matter what happens, the rest of conference play, we are officially going. But granted, we'll probably want to keep one of those first-round buys. We yeah, definitely want to keep the first-round buy, especially yeah. since we already beat Grand Canyon. That was huge. We just can't lose at home to them. And yeah, yeah and that that's not unexpected, I'd no. say. Like, we've been, we've been uh, crushing it and really earning some very big wins. Their last couple games, New Mexico State, they did lose to Grand Canyon by five, but they kept it close. That's mm-hmm. that's something to remember. Beat Cal Bap by one, and then ended up beating ACU by eight points. Uh, their leader, well, I guess we should just talk about what they did last time with us against us. Their uh, lead girl last time was Molly Kaiser, who had 18 points. Um, she's down there in the post, I think, doing some big things for them. And then they also had point guard Shania Harper have 12 points against us. So it should be a very competitive game. Um, as we said, it's retro night. I do want to say, I think because of this scheduling, the girls kind of got screwed because they have those really cool jerseys. But that game is at 3 o'clock. Yeah, it- no one's gonna be I just there don't know and i why, feel so bad for them. i don't know why we didn't have their game wednesday but like it also makes sense because they just had a game monday yeah mm-hmm. but like so they have both the men's and the women's and i think maybe the reason they did it is to combine the retro night together so it is like a retro night and not retro two nights i know but at the same time it's like yeah it sucks like no one's we're gonna I be mean, in class yeah, I, there's class. people in athletics that aren't gonna be there because they have class mm-hmm. it's like it sucks. Well, freaking Mother Nature. Yeah, <laughs> just let us have one Man, cool thing. I'm not That's gonna it. Lie. Texas needs to figure that out. It's been three years in a row with May- ice storms. Maybe okay. Chill out, Mother Nature. Maybe I went a little too strong. It, it's Texas. We're yeah, blaming it's Texas. Snow like two feet being... here now because you called out Mother uh, Nature. I'm sorry. Blame yeah, that dude, on me. We got what three inches of snow there. yesterday already. Yeah, I didn't say anything yesterday though. So. Man, don't jinx anymore on us. Okay, well yeah. we'll blame it on Texas. Texas, you, you freaking suck, Texas. Yeah. Um, but any students, please show out to the 3 p.m. game and then stick around for the men's game at 6 p.m. The women definitely need your support. Both of these teams need your. They need a bounce support. back game. Both teams, honestly. Yes. Yep. Like it'd be and, great to have. And we kind of had an experience where Ugh. we weren't used to. We got to sit in the Thunder Crew. Those guys are awesome. Gets get crazy and it's super fun. So make sure you coming out 3 p.m. Can't uh, 
make it out. Tune in right here. Thunder 91. I believe Anthony's on the call. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Tune in right here on Thunder 91 if you can't uh, make it out to that game. Um, but as you said, here against New Mexico State, and then we'll be up at UVU uh, on Saturday at 2 p.m. in the UCCU Center. Uh, so that should be another game as well. Now we'll kind of transition over to the men's team and very similar fates as the women. Uh, Won their first game. Uh, exactly. They they ended up winning their first game. Real tight one. Kind of yeah. squeaked it out. I'll say this right now. I don't care who's listening out there. Taron Armstrong is overrated. He choked. Yeah. You, you Cal Baptist is point guard he choked when it counted the most but we ended up squeaking out a win 72 to 71 against uh against cal baptist and it was a really tight one. Oh uh, yeah drake allen really showed out these last few games i know he Chevy's put someone on a poster he, talking he an absolute rim rocking come here take some of this uh dunk we had a few posters that game honestly like tev had one uh it wasn't like as I think Spurge may have had it wasn't one as like well. how do you explain it? it wasn't as like thunderous much contact as Drake's mm-hmm. but like it just came off pass went up over there I think they're forward as well it was a good like good game and definitely like plays like those with Drake and Tev and uh like Anthony said I believe Spurge had a poster too yeah. like those just sparked us through the game because we were kind of flat a little bit to be honest throughout the second half we were and Give credit to them. They they played a pretty pretty solid game. Hit a lot of shots early. Came back. Um, made it a real frisky second half. But we ended up pulling it out. Tev had an absolute circus shot. Like how the heck does that even go in? Type of thing. Yeah. To really clinched the game, and then it really boiled down to the last second. Their guy missed a free throw, and we ended up taking that victory there. Um, then. I don't even. I hate talking about this. <laughs> All three of us are gonna hate talking about this. We were down at the game, then we went down to Utah Tech in uh, St. George in the in the Burns Arena. That stupid <clears throat> Burns Arena. That Burns Arena is too loud for what it needs. They're pumping don't, too much in. They are. You're saying it's too loud? They're pumping. They're pumping too much crowd noise in. Well, I want to say crowd noise, but their speakers are. Re- ridiculously loud yeah i don't give them any credit they don't deserve it i don't want them to have any more of what we're than what we're about to talk well, about okay more fans and don't, don't you know when they come up here we'll hand in the business okay <laughs> they'll hey, go home crying we, we, we got we got it okay let's get to yeah. it the so facts. our our thunderbirds went down and suffered a loss to the utah tech trailblazers final score was 86 to 79 Somewhat uncharacteristic uh, for our Thunderbirds. We came out and were... Man, I couldn't make a shot. We we struggled to hit anything. Credit to them for playing some pretty solid defense. And not missing. Not missing at all. <laughs> Literally every single bounce you could imagine. Every BYU bounce. Yeah. That's just, that went there. It's literally like... If you were playing park basketball, they would be calling shooters touch every single possession exactly. because of the bounces. Yeah. Everything went in. Their number three, I believe his last name, Gooden. Yeah, Gooden. I think he had like 27. Gooden. Absurd little turnaround 
I'm covered by two people. I'm just gonna throw this one up. Hopefully it goes in. And he had like two in. shots where he just ran to the corner of the uh, like corner yeah. pocket three pointer and just yeah. heaved it up like elementary school style mm-hmm. and went in. Didn't go off the rim. Didn't just go off the backboard. Net. Just all net. All net. And they ended up taking a, I believe it was a forty-seven to. 30 lead at halftime. It was 41 to 19 at one point. Yeah, I think the largest lead was what, 22, 22 yeah, points? We, were, was, we yeah. were struggling there. But we completely flipped coming out of the second half. Came out running. Uh, Utah Tech started with the little 5 0 run to start. Yeah, but yeah. then Cameron Healy he started had, flaming. He had his own run. It wasn't even like an SUU run. He had straight up four threes in a row. I. That student section was silent. It was. Oh, I loved were, it. It was a type of thing where it was like, okay, we got fast break. Cam, 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 cam. There he is, corner. Got it. Kind of a thing. Even Every SU student the there was. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. He's, he was just shooting well last yeah. night. The whole entire last night, Saturday SU night. student section was going crazy when Cam hit those four straight three pointers. Like. A 12, yeah. Well, nine. I guess it was a, actually a 15 0 run with another shot made by. I believe it was Harry at that point. We cut it to nine points with 14.39 left. Oh, yeah, no, it was quick. In the second half. It was so fast, really, oh, yeah. really fast. They didn't know what hit them. They all kind of <laughs> slumped, slumped down in their seats over there. Um, we were, like, putting our, like, hands to our ears, like, we can't hear you, you know, because they were. And exactly. Yeah. And then we got it down to five, and that seemed to be the point where we just couldn't. We get, couldn't get past we like couldn't get past that five, five point mark. We had big plays from Spurge. Spurge comes in, posters the absolute crap out of their big center down there, who did very well. But Spurge got him, mm-hmm. and on his head, on his dome, <laughs> absolute poster. Poster um, the Pillsbury Doughboy. Exactly. And then we had Mason hit a three. Tev uh, converted some free throws. Harry, Harry was all over, getting a bunch of steals. Um, yeah, he didn't. Harry's just the all-around guy. We've said it a few times. Like, I mean, I know, I know he had a poor shooting night. Mm-hmm. It was uh, four of fourteen. Um, but defensively, he's always normally guarding the best perimeter player. On offense, he's normally taking that perimeter player to the post and uh sunning them but yeah i mean it's just a tough night for like everyone shooting and, honestly yeah and as we said we couldn't get over that um drake had a clutch three down the stretch but couldn't get over it and ended up falling they rushed the court all 12 of them that yeah are actually fans down there uh they rushed the court and they win and i guess just to start like how much does this hurt if you're one of the guys on the team right now? I would say it, you know, it definitely does hurt. It's a conference loss. And but I, you know, I don't think it hurts much from a rivalry standpoint cuz this is kind of a new rivalry. It's not set in stone. It's not a rivalry that's happened over the past 50 years where both these schools are D1. Utah Tech's still transitioning in D1. They're still yeah, in their transition like the period. Third year is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like the third year. So, it's a loss. Loss is hurt. But I don't think it hurts so much to the point that this is going to, like, devastate them. I agree. Nah. And especially since, like, when you're playing in-state games against a conference opponent, you're going to mainly split home wins with them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. They're probably going to win at home, and pretty sure we'll win at home. It'll be very different, hopefully, when they come here. 
Um, oh, that I'm, I'm gonna let him have it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Every you behind single that, um, one of them. Mike putting in the school. Yeah. You know, let them know. They had girls giving us the bird down there, and they did everything. And I don't see that. You know, yeah, I'm gonna call it their student section. Their student Dun. section is not knowledgeable in basketball. No, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> they're not. One time, Harry they're got not. the ball poked loose on a layup attempt. It stayed our on uh, as our uh, possession, and they're chanting flopper. And I'm like, it was a loose ball. Your guy poked it out. Like that's not a flop. Like, nah, honestly, true. the biggest thing is just saying, like, pointing at the scoreboard when they don't realize their own record. Yeah, eleven sorry, and thirteen. You're, yeah, you're still only eleven and thirteen, not even five hundred. You're still in danger of missing out in the conference tournament. <laughs> like, sorry, Utah Tech, but we're locked in, basically. I'll just let y'all y'all cook right now. Yeah, let them cook. We we let don't sound like very biased uh, people that took an L and. I mean it. We're like they're gonna talk saying like oh scoreboard like you're gonna have to look at your body of work. Exactly. We we should. Here's the thing. We should have played better. Oh yeah. And sure. we shouldn't even been close with them because we are so much better than them down there on paper on everything just academics. We're, we're better. <laughs> so. <laughs> So we suffer a loss there, um, tough, but we will have to rebound this week with our own ret- with their retro night, the men's retro night on Thursday against, I believe it's Tarleton. Yes. Uh, it'll be another rematch as Tarleton beat us by two points earlier this year at the start of uh, Wack Play. Still figuring that out. Mm-hmm. That Texas defense was different than the first of the year. It's true. And we are very... Very new and improved. And then we'll go up and have another electric matchup against UVU on Saturday, right after the women's game at 6 p.m. up there in Orem, Utah. Two big uh, chances to get wins again, and we should still be uh, on the right track. And if I know Todd Simon, practice this week is going to hurt for every single player that they have, and they're going to make sure that doesn't happen again. You can't really point to like lack of effort or anything because we were going all out. The shots just didn't it just fall. Not falling. That's and things it. just went their way. Yeah. In my yeah. opinion. So we're gonna be back. Uh and the whole coaching staff and coach Coach Simon are gonna have, have them ready for this week um against two pretty solid uh opponents. I just wanna say this. We scored eighty points and had twenty at half. It's crazy, huh? So we scored well, no, wait, what did we have at half? 27. 30, it was 30, 47 to 30 at half. Yeah, so, I mean, we scored 50, basically, in the second half. Wild. So, just, that, that, just a little you. note. <laughs> That'll show you. So, make sure you come out on Thursday and tune in to ESPN Plus if you can't make it up to UU on Saturday. Uh, so, that really will wrap up all of our basketball talk. we got to touch on gymnastics. SU Gymnastics picked up a very big win against the BYU Cougars on last, I believe it was, yeah, last Friday. Yeah, last Friday. Uh, We kind of sound like a broken record at this uh, this point in time. Carly McLean, still being Carly McLean. Like, that's really all all you can say. Uh, We started off a little slow. Yeah. Struggled on the vault. BYU had a couple 9-9s on the vault. And then we came back in that second um, rotation, really. Killed it on the beam. Ellie Cotrola had a huge 9-9 to put us up. I believe Aubrey Schwartz had a 9-9 there, too. And then it all pointed to the floor. SUU had a 
school record 49.500 on the floor exercise. For those of you who don't really had like know that math and how it equates, I'll read out some of the scores we had on floor. We had Carla McLean, who's 23rd nationally, hit a 995. Just behind her was Aubrey Schwartz, who had a 9925. Haley Voltaggio had a 99. And then Ellie Cachola and Rachel Smith both had an 875 and then an 8.5. That's crazy. That's electric. And what a performance by them. I think the floor is easily our best, best category as a team. And just, I think they're so well-rounded on the floor that, you know, when we're up by, what was it, like, 0.5-ish going into final rotation, and I'm like, we're on the floor. Like, you know, I was not nervous. I'm like, we're going to win this because I know, you know, two of our gymnasts are easily going to score 9.9s because we're just that good with our floor routines. And it helps when it's especially at home and we have the fans getting into it as well because the judges see that. And, you know, it just helps out so much with that as well. And, you know, we made the Cougars cry. They went back up to BYU crying. True. We're calling. Heard this from uh, someone else in the athletic department. We're calling Carly McLean the Cougar killer from now on. Yes. <laughs> I think that should be there. We still got to wait because then she'll, they'll go up to BYU. Yeah, We'll, we'll this, see what happens yeah. this week when they go up to take on the Cougars. But that could be a nickname there for Carly McLean. Uh so we just keep rolling and maintain that dominance that we have in SU gymnastics. And as I said, be up there this Friday in Provo to take on the BYU Cougars at 7 p.m. Uh, so tune in on ESPN Plus if you can't make it out uh, up to Provo, but should be very, very competitive, very interesting to see what happens up there. Um, and... That really wraps up the gym. I think we should touch on softball. We got a bunch of different yeah. sports that are starting. Um, spring's here. It's really, really weird. Basketball season feels like it's just flown by. It's been a fast one. It's been it's, good, it's though. Been, it's been crazy. It's been good. But spring is here, meaning our SU softball team will be traveling all <laughs> around Arizona, California, everywhere to get some west um, coast some warm weather some warm weather to find some warm weather that is not snow here yeah they're um, going, going down to vegas this weekend yeah, it's in the 60s got a pretty solid team anthony this year right mm-hmm. yeah you know we got a solid team um you know this year's team i have a feeling is going to be way better than last year's team by far they have some impressive transfers and not just like you know some teams will get the transfers because they're really good players you know, but the transfers we have, they're great in different areas of their game. For example, I think one that's going to stand out is Miranda Lopez, uh, infielder. Uh, she came uh, here from Eastern Kentucky, and she has started 110 out of 114 games possible in her time at Eastern Kentucky, wow. which is absolutely insane. She was, shows how durable and how consistent she is, and also one of the best defensive leaders when she played for Eastern Kentucky and, you know, pun Allie Lobb from Salt Lake Community College, 
stole 24 bases last year and she hit like 367.367 i'd like to highlight that 24 bases stolen is is something that i don't feel like we had last year we you know you know and you know you know I you know love the softball team, but we had no speed last year on the team. I think Lob brings that speed, and you know, also she's great defensive wise. I think she, you know, I you know, I think she'll start in center field first day, and you know, that's usually a combination you don't get where you have the three tools: the defensive hitting and speed in the outfield. You usually don't get that every single day. So, I think this team can definitely make some noise in the WAC. Granted, looking at our schedule, we do face the top four teams from last year. <laughs> so we don't have the easiest conference schedule, but I think we can definitely make some noise and surprise some people. Here's the one thing that I think SU softball fans are wondering. Last year, endured games like the Montana game where they ended up scoring 23 runs against us. Yeah. Had those situations. What is SU's pitching staff going to look like so- in 2023? We added two new pitchers to the all re- to you know to the staff. So we have Shelby Basso from Furman University. Um, you know she didn't play much last year just because also looking at their you know not that you know she was injured or anything, but their pitching rotation rotation at Furman is like eight people deep. Jeez. So you know, it's kind of reasonable she didn't have much playing time, but she was more in a relief type of state but also she is more of a dual throat she has a good bat as well she can hit the ball well and i think she can definitely be a starter and a relief pitcher for the thunderbirds and then incoming freshman uh riley nielsen from arizona legendary high school career for any baseball fans and softball fans listening who know stat lines her junior year 123 innings 16 and one record 207 strikeouts 0.967 ERA, which is unheard of. And her senior year, 199 strikeouts, 1.44 ERA. She has, you know, obviously the arm to go. I think she also pitched like 10 complete games over her high school career. So when you think of that, she has the arm and has the distance to go a full game, which is very much needed especially with softball and usually every single day the first day is a double header and the second day is just one game you need that pitching length in those double header games 100 percent. and you should still have i believe you still should have peyton goodrich you still have grace yes. owen capri france and keemon winston and improved well. keemon winston uh yeah this year yeah so they will kick off their season this front yeah, this Friday yeah. Uh, at the UNLV Classic down in Vegas, taking on some pretty pretty tough competition down there. They will be against the Baylor Bears on Friday, February 10th to start. Then they will take on UNLV, University of Arkansas. And lately they just switch back and forth between those opponents. And then they will wrap things up with Baylor and UNLV once again. So should be some pretty... Good competition to see where we're at to start this yeah. uh, this season. So, really awesome to see softball starting up again, and we shall see. Um, believe that'll wrap up RSU sports talk for today. We got any other things you guys think we need to touch on? Uh, nothing. I think. Think no, we're good. I can think of the only thing I can think of right now is uh, when do we play Tech here? 17th so yeah be here 
Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll touch on that on Saturday. We'll, 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 <laughs> I, I got something cooked for, for that, okay? Just cooking. Okay? Hold on, let him cook. We will have that. Um, but that wraps up our SU talk for today. 